obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. If you remember back to the Sheep Secrets podcast, if you don't remember, go back and have a listen. It's a goodie, probably one of the most popular podcasts on the Sheep Show podcast. But in that Sheep Secrets podcast, we discussed heritability and what traits potentially were highly heritable. And in this episode, we are going to talk about one of those particular traits, and that is udder confirmation, highly heritable, and of course, kind of crucial to lambing, feeding, and uh, weaning, even getting a lamb to weaning stage. So, so crucial. So let's have a little bit of a chat about how a sheep Mother should actually be. So, first of all, I suppose, what exactly are we talking about? Well, we're talking about those mammary glands and the structure of those, and the structure is some secretionary tissue supported by ligaments and veins and lymph nodes and the like. So there are two mammary glands, and in between those two, there is a ligament called the suspensory ligament, and that separates, if you like, or divides up the two mammary glands. So there should be two separate otters. That's a a good start. Um, as, As I like to say, and I'm sure you've heard me say this before, you're looking for some cleavage. Yeah, you're wanting to look for the cleavage because that's really what it's what it's telling you. Now bear in mind. This is very heritable. This is one of the more heritable traits, but yet a lot of us just completely kind of either ignore it or um, don't really pay attention to it. And of course, it's something that is going to pass on uh, from sheep to sheep. And actually, it's so heritable, it actually starts, the memory gland starts developing in the embryo. And you lambs are actually born with everything that they need effectively. And then it's not until they're pregnant that they start to release the chemicals, estrogen and progesterone, which then causes the secretionary glands to increase. And that, of course, then creates milk effectively. So it forms the ducts and then that allows milk to flow. So that happens way, way later. All the other stuff happens at the commencement of the embryo. I mean, who knew? (laughs) Who knew? 
So really what we're looking for is we are looking for um, an udder and those mammary glands that are well-supported and where the, those mammary glands are well attached to the udder. The udder is got is a good size, but not too long. Definitely not falling below the hock. So the suspensory ligament is the ligament in between the two mammary glands, and that is the one that is crucial to the depth, or sometimes we call it the length of the actual udder. And if that goes, that ligament gets sort of um, weak, then the kind of show's over, really. So you want your udders and your sheep's udders to have a strong suspensory ligament that shows that cleavage between those two separate halves of the udder. That also will help the teat placement so where you have the teats placed in an appropriate position for a little lamb to actually find them. And if the teat surface area is to, is, is um, in the right area, then the, the lambs are going to be able to, to suckle. Uh, and again, we've got to think about how, well, I suppose, intricate this particular organ is and how many issues can actually arise and again, some well, the, the the this design that we're talking about, that's the heritable part. Then we're going to have a little chat here about some issues that can happen. Some can be genetic again or heritable, and some can be more environmental. So the suspensory ligament, we just talked about that. If that becomes weak, then we have pendulous udder. And this is where the udder will hang below the hocks and swing endlessly. And this makes it uh, challenging for lots of different reasons. One, the lambs find that uh, they can't suckle, they can't find the teat. There's too much surface area, there's too much to sort of hunt around in. And then when they do find it, the, it, the udder is often quite empty. So it's not doesn't have a great milk yield generally. And the other problem with pendulous otters is that they can get dirty and they can, remember we talked about our um, ovagnonis? This is another way that lambs can actually get infected with the MAP bacteria that causes ovagnonis. So if there's manure on the udder and the udder is pendulous swinging around on the manure or swinging around as that you is lying down, then that can, in the map, the bacteria can sort of attach itself to the teat and then the lamb drinks and the show's over. Well, not really, but the, the lamb is now infected with that map bacteria. So lots of problems with our pendulous udders. Mastitis, this is not so much about that ligament, but mastitis is where the actual mammary gland gets inflamed. Uh, infection, injury, stress, and of course, like all other diseases, this can be sort of minor or major, so subclinical or clinical. It usually occurs in lambing or, or slightly after lambing, close to weaning, and again, it can mean 
that you, if that mastitis is really bad, that you can be unproductive. So uh, I find I treat a lot of mastitis with vitamin C and it works quite well. And I've actually been able to get several more years out of ewes that have had the subclinical form of mastitis just by treating it with um, vitamin C. Obviously, antibiotics too that you can use if you wish, but I would go with vitamin C first, see how that goes, and then watch, uh, watch for um, you know, additional treatment. Um, so just see how it progresses. And there's another little uh, weird and wonderful thing, and you might have seen it in other animals as well. And that is when the the U has more than two teeth. Polythelia is what it's technically called. Now, these teeth are generally small, generally not functional, generally don't impact the other functioning. Um, however, sometimes if it's complex, then it can mean that it can impact, like if there's some sort of um, cistern and street canals and functioning teats to that, to these extra teats, then that can mean that there's an extra point of infection, that the um, milk production can be impacted. And of course, you don't really want your lambs kind of faffing around with you know, blind teats or weird teats or whatever it might be. So again, we want to try and not breed potentially from, from sheep that have that polythelia if you can help it. So again, looking for that when you are, particularly when you're marking lambs, I think it's a really good thing to look for because it'll be there if, if, if you've got it, it will be in that, um, in that uh, particular um, at that marking stage. Then you can actually have blind teeth. So anything where there is no opening, that it's blocked, those sorts of things. And again, this would be something where you can do your own little DIY sort of stuff with, but I would be looking for a vet to help you with that, to unblock a teeth, but just squeezing it sometimes. Again, the vitamin C, it could often be an infection. So these sorts of things can help with those sorts of things, but sometimes it might be a clinical issue as well. Uh, we, I know I've talked on, on other episodes about um, teeth placement. So when the teats are quite horizontal, so like they're pointy, um, straight out of the of the udder, the lambs find it very, very difficult. And also this can mean that the teat rubs on the leg and causes abrasions, and that can cause things like cracking and so on of the teat. Really vertical teats um, are, uh, are, um, are what we're, you know, we, we don't want either. What we want is we want the, the teats to be at a sort of an angle. So not straight out, not straight down, but slightly pointed, literally where you would see a, a lamb huckling in that um, kind of perfect position almost. Uh, you know, it's the whole classic Goldilocks. Not too big, not too high, not too not too low. All these sorts of things, as well. Um, you can also uh, get some other inflammation 
when your ewes have your poor suspensory ligaments and this swinging of the udder, which I mentioned earlier on, can cause sort of mechanical trauma in the udder and that can also cause things like hematomas, swelling and inflammation as a sort of a secondary issue. And again, I've um, I've seen that and that can result in um, infection, uh, which the you the often will not recover from. So where there's, you know, quite severe trauma to the udder and then the udder erupts and then you're left with a very smelly, bacterial, sick uh, udder and sick sheep as well. Uh, then there is a, another issue with the canals that the milk would flow through, stenosis, and this impacts milk flow. So that means that there's a blockage and that the lamb is very frustrated. They have to drink or suck really hard and they're going to be slow growing. So this is where, particularly at marking time, if you're weighing your lambs, which sometimes you just have to look at the woodiness of the lamb and then you can see, mm, yeah, well, let's check that you. <laughs> I always look at the you first. So if you see lambs that are ill thrift, particularly at marking time, that is the time to look at your you, look at the udder, and that's the time to decide about culling that particular you. They're not there and then you might want to keep her or maybe you want to turn that lamb into a bottle fed. It is very difficult to train a four-week-old lamb on the bottle. If it has lasted four weeks, it'll probably keep going and be able to be weaned at six weeks, but it may just be a, a bit of a slower-growing, stunted lamb. So I would be calling that you. She's just going to cause you problems in the future and maybe rethinking what might happen with that those particular if there are if they are you lambs just really watching for them because again some of this is incredible i mean some of it's environmental some of it though is incredibly heritable so just bear that in mind highly heritable so again the lesson here is when you are selecting use um and sometimes it's very hard to know. Obviously, you can see a few things at marking, but look at the history, look at the performance of the mother or the dam of that particular ewe lamb to help you understand whether that ewe lamb might continue on as a breeder or might find its way into your sort of weather group, if you like. But I would be also watching for first for first time performance from maiden ewes as well. How do they perform? How do the udder? How does the udder look now that it's it's had a chance to um, go through that production of meat of milk? Uh, in you know where where you have the the hormonal reaction and then the effectively the mammary gland produce the milk and then make your decision. And then decide mm, really what what can I do? Uh, what can I do here? Um, about the future of that particular um, uh, you. And then on the other side of it, around drying up the udder, when there is no uh, suckling or milking for 24 to 48 hours, pressure starts to build up. And then it signals, or there's a protein that sort of inhibits milk production, and that signals to the mammary gland to stop producing milk. Then a little plug forms 
in the canal to sort of seal the opening. Again, that is a protection mechanism. And then what you have is a breakdown of any retained milk, drinking of the udder, all of those. So basically it all goes in reverse. And it's important, really important for ewes to actually complete that so that they can be productive in future lactations. Another reason to wean. Yeah, another reason to to wean as well. Um, and again, there's so many other reasons to wean, but that's a really good one to allow that you to be able to to be productive in future lactations and a, a very good thing to do in a commercial in a commercial flock there for us. So highly heritable. Now is the time to start looking at um, performance of your use when you're just before lambing or or into lambing, and the, if you are, of course. Or if you are on the other higher side of the hemisphere, uh, you might be close to weaning. I know my brother in Ireland, he would be close to weaning now. He would have, he has actually weaned now. He would have stopped lambing in April. So yeah, coming into weaning now. And again, I think weaning is a brilliant time to check udders, uh, feel them, look at them. And often you just see, you can see what's perhaps looking hard, looking inflamed, looking red uh, and not doing it sort of reverse cycling, if you like, at um, or close to weaning. Bear in mind that the peak milk production is within four to sort of six weeks of the lamb's life. So, or sorry, three to six weeks, I should say, of that lamb's life. That's peak milk production. So by the time the lamb is three months old and you're weaning it, then the otter should be sort of reducing in size anyway. And of course, that will help prevent things like mastitis from happening and allow that uh, that lamb to start sort of ingesting more solid food and eating more grass to, to survive and, and effectively self-weaning as well. But a great time at that weaning stage to have a little feel, but look as well, observe the shape of the udder, observe the teeth placements, look at that ligament. So it's running between the two mammary glands, looking for the separation of the mammary glands. Look for the cleavage. Look for the cleavage. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Would you like some more hands-on farming experience? Here at Holston Valley Farm, we run personal on-farm practical education where you learn to farm with us. Interested? Get in touch via the Contact Us page at www.holstonvalleyfarm.com and let's explore how we can help you achieve more with your sheep. How's your sheep journey going? Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.